Do they feel good? Do they feel good? Do, do what feel good? The Clippers, man. Man, what type of freak shit is you on, man? This is supposed to be. This ain't no motherfucking massage, man. I mean, every time I come over here to get my fucking haircut, you asking me some wild, freaked out shit. Do they feel good? Man, you supposed to be cutting my motherfucking hair, man. Don't be asking me no fucking shit like that. Do they feel good? I mean, does an ass whooping feel good, nigga? The fuck is you talking about? Do they feel It's what you all been waiting for, ain't it? Ain't it? Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of As Told by Drew. And I'm currently chilling with my bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My man. Okay. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. Yes, sir. My brother in arms. Okay. My left hand. <laughs> Let me double back on that. My left hand. <laughs> my dog. My nigga. <laughs> Mr. Jerry Monroe. That is me. Owner and proprietor of Bulletproof Paint. Mm-hmm. Bulletproof paint and pressure washer and pressure washer. Yeah. They pressure wash that motherfucker. Right they do. We'll get it right. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't going to be a normal episode. This is just going to be me and Jared just telling some of our favorite stories from our just being together. And don't think I'm not going to, you know, throw out some businesses and. You know, play some songs. I got some songs. You want to hear some songs? I got new artists too. I'm gonna play out some songs. And then I'm getting to these stories. First up is Cam Doja. Ain't that's how it's meant to be. 
even with a couple dollars in my pocket, all I love to give. Couple dollars in my pocket, all I love to give. I accidentally did K2. Bruh. So, basically, one of my buddies was telling me about some really good weed he had. And so I was like, all right, nigga, bet. Shit. When are you trying to smoke? He was like, nah, bro, we, we at school right now and shit. I ain't gonna tell you what school I'm at. I was at at the time because I ain't about to incriminate myself. <laughs> I just be playing on record. Just definitely record. (laughs) And so, basically, it was like, you know what? I'll give you some, and you can smoke. Bruh. So I'm like, all right, bet. So we're in the bathroom, and he's handing me off like a gram of weed. So I'm thinking, like, I'm a new smoker at the time, so. I'm thinking like shit, you know, it's just a little gram of weed. Nigga. You're a rookie in the game. You know, <laughs> just a rookie in the game. Literally been smoking for maybe what? Um a couple months at the time. And I wasn't even smoking heavy at that time. <laughs> wasn't even smoking heavy. I was only smoking on like weekends and like basically you were the part time smoker. Yeah, I was I was at this time I was still bumming off friends because they were still <laughs> excited I was smoking now. So <laughs> Who did it bum off the friends in the game? Who did it? He did I did, I did, and I would not find a plug for nothing. <laughs> and then I eventually did. Shout out to my, I ain't gonna shout out to my <laughs> man. Shout out to my weed man. But you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, so basically, me and my buddy Ricky, God rest his soul, um, love you baby, so me and him, he picks me up from school, right, and we drive to my house, well we didn't drive to my house, we drive around the corner from my house, uh, in like this little cul-de-sac area, funny story, that cul-de-sac ended up being the place where I got my first ticket mm-hmm. I got caught with weed and, <laughs> yeah it. yeah it was I don't know if you can call it DWI because I, <laughs> I didn't have to go do no class I just did community service so I guess I got a citation but yeah I got caught with weed for the first time it was scary 
uh <laughs> side note but so we're in the cul-de-sac and rick pulls out his bowl i pull out this k2 that i didn't know what it really really was how lethal it really was i didn't know <laughs> bruh i didn't know so at this time now me and him are smoking it we didn't hit it like twice this is all we did hit it twice shit just started <laughs> fucking everything just went in zoom <laughs> like like if i had to put it into like words like everything just tightened the fuck up <laughs> like <laughs> everything just got real tight <laughs> Like, my vision got narrow as shit. <laughs> like, my head started racing. I feel like every vein inside my brain just said, shit. Like, everything just... It just squeezed all down at one time, you know? And so, me and Rick were like, fuck no, we're not hitting this shit no more. <laughs> and so, Rick was like... Nigga, I gotta go lay down. Put you down. Put you down. I was like, shit, nigga, you can come to my house. And he was just like, I can't. I gotta get back to my house. I gotta watch my nephew. So I'm like, you gonna leave me like this? He was just like, God bless him. I got to. God bless him. He made it home. (laughs) God bless me. He made it home. But man, the drive to my house was wild. So it's broad daylight. Okay. <laughs> it's broad day. And basically, he feels the same shit I'm feeling. Basically, we're both in this tunnel vision shit. And he's stepping on the gas. I'm like, Ricky, slow down. <laughs> Nigga, you speed it. Nigga, Ricky's going 15 (laughs) miles an hour. (laughs) We barely made it past, like, our first, like, intersection, which is literally only, like, half an intersection because it didn't go anywhere. It was just, like, you could go left or, no, you could go right or you could go straight. That was it. That was it. That was your only option. Not a complete intersection. So we know we gotta keep straight, but we're still wilding <laughs> the whole way while we're going straight. Man, we get to the main road of Jonestown, mm-hmm. and Ricky's about to make that ride onto the main road. And I swear to God, it felt like we were about to cross the Sahara Desert. It looked so dry. <laughs> the whole street looked dry. <laughs> Everything. Not dry to me. It was dry. terrible. It was really terrible. Like <laughs> it was just dry looking. Like it looked dry like land. you could see like the heat flowing <laughs> and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know how heat waves look and shit. Musty. It, it, <laughs> it was a real musty ass day. It was musty. a musty ass day. <laughs> so we put, we we get on we get onto the main road and. And at this point, I grip Rick like this, and I grip the side of the, <laughs> the door, and I'm just hanging on because I know he's about to speed up. <laughs> Knowing we only got three houses to go to get to mine. <laughs> oh. So we make it, man. We make it to my house. He pulls in safely. 
<laughs> Thank God no cars saw <laughs> no cars was on the road, so we were good. <laughs> Wait, y'all couldn't love that anymore. <laughs> what y'all did? Me and Rick sat in that car for 15 minutes. <laughs> just trying to pull it together. Just doing our best to pull it together. Man, and look Rick looks at me and he was just like I don't know if I can make it <laughs> and I was like do you want to stay here and Rick was just like I gotta go home <laughs> the dedication it's unreal Rick was good man Rick's a good dude man God rest his soul R.I.P. my bro R.I.P. love that dude and he leaves out but in his state I told him don't worry about trying to back straight out because there's a ditch at the end and sure was. if you know where my house is in Jonestown <laughs> and if you've been there you know if you pull in that motherfucker there's a little ditch it's right, right by the mailbox you really gotta bust it you, you gotta bust that motherfucker really bust <laughs> you, right or you're gonna be hurting now you're gonna get caught so I told him wrap around a tree <laughs> <laughs> Really, that's the smartest thing to do. Just to cut it back in the yard and drive out. He did. And that's what he did, man. And God bless him. He took off and he was good. I tried to go in the house, <laughs> gather myself together. Couldn't gather myself together at all. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Like, I'm eating snacks. I'm drinking juice. Nothing is Nothing cool in this. So I called this nigga. He was just like, nigga... What do I do? What did you give me, nigga? I'm thinking I'm this nigga laced me. You know What's what the saying? protocol to come down? And he was just like, just eat some snacks, and I'm like, nigga, I ate the snacks. <laughs> you know, I ate the snacks. You know, it's not working. It's not working. <laughs> so, at this point, I just say, fuck it, I go lay down, and I'm just like. That's it. I gotta go to the hospital. <laughs> it's the only way. That's the only logical explanation. So I'm like, I gotta call my mama and tell her to take me to the hospital. <laughs> it's the only right thing to do. It's the only way this is gonna stop. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't come to that realization, <laughs> thankfully. And I just laid there. She came home. She saw me under the covers. At this point in time, my brain is still fried. <laughs> Of these two little punk asses. Granted, I still had a whole little like shit still full of this shit. Mm. I was n- never. Mm-mm. I don't even know what happened to it. I think I gave it back. <laughs> I think I gave it back. Just take the whole bowl. <laughs> right. And then I passed out. And then I woke up. My buddy Chris came and picked me up and brought me to your house. And. and then, that's where I just. That's where you uh, kind of came down for us tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good night. Good night. Good time.
I mean, I played like it was yesterday. Bruh, fuck that nigga, bro. He thought he, he thought he thought he could get one on up on number twelve. Nah, not the little Franks. Yeah, not yeah, Franks. Yeah, yeah. Nigga did kind of get one up on me a little bit. Number one, the, the tall black dude, the motherfucker that picked me up on a fucking punt return and politely put me down. Oh, that number one. Fuck that nigga. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking about something totally different. Oh, I know who you talking about. You talking about the that receiver. tall ass yeah. receiver. Yeah, fuck yeah. that nigga. <laughs> fuck that nigga. He thought he was going to get he me. Thought, he still, he was no Davidson too, wasn't he? Was yeah, he David? was at North Davidson. He was at North okay. Davidson. He oh, yeah, I do mean that guy picking you up. Got that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's real disrespectful. He, he did it, and they put it on camera. And all <laughs> I did was roll over it. Fuck them. Bro, I fuck remember them. that. They, he had to. He had to. He, he, literally tumbled, he literally tumbled you. Bro, it was so bullshit, bro. Mm. Fuck that nigga, bro. Your defense, he was big, though. In my defense, that motherfucker was huge. You, you remember Gerard uh, Butler from. Uh... No, that was Davey. That was Davey. That was Davey. But right. I remember that nigga, too. Right. I got hit by him. It was just a side shot. My whole hammer. Boom. Boom. Oh. I thought, you big. Shit. Goddamn. I remember they got damn receiver from Davey. That motherfucker was big as fuck too. Receive, he got me though. He got me though. From David? Yeah, yeah. I think he went to like Duke or something. That's one of the games I felt like we should have won. We could have done. Man, we could have won that one. We could have done way better. Yeah, in my opinion. Should have got a fumble recovery that game too. I got a fumble recovery. What would you say was your best game senior year? That was probably my last game against Paige. Yeah, man. I think that was probably my best game. I think I did. I think I left it all out there, man. I think I could have got one pick, but, you know, I was pussyfooting trying to get back there because I yeah. was faster than a receiver. And I, I just stay on top of the receiver. I can't. Quarterback can't out through me. Right. Yeah, nigga out through me, bro. <laughs> nigga out through me. I ain't going to lie. Nigga out through me. But it's okay, though. It's all right. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck Paige. That's the game we should have won. We should have won that one. We should have mm-hmm. won that one. But fucking East. You know, Western East is always a good little game anytime we play. We play so. I don't know, man. Every time we play East, it was always fun. It was yeah. East was always fun. I'll give East that. Yeah, East was fun. Yeah. They always made it. 
It was always raining or something. It was never good weather. It was always never good weather. It was always uncomfortable. It was, was going to be uncomfortable. I'll tell you that much. Shit, do you remember the rain game junior year against East? Yes. That game was That game was mm. fun. That was a fun game. I didn't play at all my junior year. Man, I got a little burned at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, though. Senior year is definitely my favorite year. Oh, yeah. Mine too. Mine too. Mine too. But, you know, overall, though, that shit was, it was definitely a good experience. I feel like I learned a lot about maturing and my maturation pride, like, process during mean? my senior year, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause you know I came in expected to be the starter and I hurt myself yeah, early, yeah, early, very early. Mm-hmm. And then I hurt myself again, early, early, yeah, very early, too damn early. So by the time I even got back on the field, shit, it was what it was. It was, yeah. But you know it is what it is. Yeah, that goes on. That goes on. So you can learn a lot playing sports, just little stuff. Yeah, but it definitely taught me how to overcome. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Overcome that, and the obstacles that we kind of go through. You know what I'm saying. You know. Yeah, stuff we don't talk about. No. Mm-hmm. Like, is there like things that you think about from day to day that you're just like, as a black man, I'm sure nobody else has to deal with this. Oh, for sure. We all got different thinking process when we walk around the world, so I mean we all kinda of got that on the on defense, so it's just one of those things. Exactly. I mean because when you think about it, we just finally had the world come together for us. For the first time ever. Yeah. For the first time ever. I can't breathe. It was such a catching slogan mm-hmm. that Everybody could understand it. You know, a simpleton could understand I Can't Breathe. As you can see, I have the I Can't Breathe Black Lives Matter t-shirt right behind me. Shout out to Blit. And, like, that's one of my favorite shirts. Like, when I got that shirt, I actually cried because, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I am Tamar Rice, you know. Right. I am George Floyd. You are George Floyd. You ever been anybody? It could have been anybody, you know. Yeah. You are Emmett Till, you know what I mean? I'm Emmett Till. Yeah. At the end of the day, Trayvon Martin, we all there, you know what I'm saying? Juan Castillo. Yeah. You're right. But I think as, like, a community, we have to look to grow up a little more than what we have. Yeah. And I'm not saying as a, as a whole, as a whole community, we are lacking. Yeah. But I'm definitely saying in certain sectors, it's just almost a refusal, you know? Yeah. It's almost pride in it. We'll start individually, and then, you know, once individually we grow, then we can start growing yeah. as a whole, in my opinion. Yeah. But you can always do better. You can always, always room for growth. Oh, yeah. So. And I say this, I do know, like, some straight up just some dope boys you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but honestly I'll have the most intellectual conversation with them because you know a lot of the times them niggas making so much money they got time to sit down and read right you know what I mean you're right 
And I do appreciate that, you know what I'm saying? So, again, shout out to all my weed men that read. <laughs> all my weed men that checking out my podcast. This is a very weed man laden episode for me. It will be, yeah. Uh, it's already looking like that. It's already looking like that. But I'm probably stop soon. But in other news, I got another song for you guys. So this is actually one of my family members and he is truly taking over Winston right now. I don't know if you've heard of Tate Michael, but definitely check him out. This is one of his tracks. Find him, follow him at Tate Michael 336. And this is As Told by Drew. Apartment, <laughs> yes, bro. 
Those were, <laughs> those were some nights, boy. Those were some of the latest <laughs> nights of my Remember life. Remember those nights? Oh my god, that was a spot for a minute, bro. That was a legit spot. Man, who are you telling, bro? Like, I remember one time, it was me, you, Ricky. God bless him, my boy. RP. Um, it was Chico. Chico, Chico came through, my boy. Late yeah. cheeks. Uh, Aaron, he came through, and we just damn. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we were on. <laughs> <laughs> bro, we were so wild. Bro, I think everybody brought like just a shit ton of weed. Just a shit ton of weed. We just we just kept smoking. Bro, like the whole night there was like bongs. I mean, the first bongs. time we tried the water bong. Jesus Christ, I, bro, I threw up. I ain't gonna hold you. I threw up. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I did everything I could. You bro. did everything you probably could. But I lost all six of my motherfucking Wendy's McNuggets. <laughs> oh my God. And I hadn't even started drinking yet. And I think we had some alcohol because Aaron had brought some alcohol. Yeah, Aaron used to, used to do that. And shit, at that time, I wasn't even really a drinker, to be real. Like, mm-hmm. couldn't hold my liquor. No. Because this is literally pre-high, post-high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, post-high school. This is immediately post-high like, school. Well, this is like within the 1920. <laughs> Like yeah, nineteen twenty. No, this would for us. This would be. Uh, it would probably still be the like fall of eleven or like. Yeah, cause I got I got that apartment the year after we graduated. Yeah, so it'll probably be the fall of twelve. Yeah, the fall, fall of, of twelve. 12 yeah. Like we were babies still, bro. Still babies, fresh out of high school. You wasn't even working for your dad yet. Nope. Nope. I think I was still working. I think I was still working at the hospital. You were at the hospital. Mm-hmm. You definitely were. They didn't the have hospital. a car yet. Didn't. Do you not know you didn't. No. You didn't have the truck yet. No, I had. I had nothing. And I backwards have an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you did have an apartment. But no it, car. <laughs> you just wasn't at home no more. You didn't care. You didn't, I didn't care. care. But I got to ride to school. I got to ride to work. That's and all. Back, that and that's matters. all I needed. That's all you needed. And I think that's why everybody came to the house so much. I that was, that was the spot. That was the spot to be at, bro. I'm telling you. I remember. I remember. You I used to come home from back, work. Man. I remember I used to come home from work, and there'd literally be a group of people just sitting there, everybody smoking. <laughs> and since even though it wasn't my friends, I'm still I still live there, so I sat out. Free weed every night. Never, never. I didn't buy weed for years. Wow. Good times. Man. I just remember when I first started smoking. Everybody got their first, gave me that, like, that first, like, welcome to the weed world blood. Yeah. And then after that, it was just like, nigga, you brought some weed? No, I was like, what? What? <laughs> what? I didn't know. You remember how stingy I was back in the day? Boy, <laughs> I remember one night, we, we, me and Aaron, we had already plotted on you. <laughs> we had plotted on you. Because uh, you don't understand, sneaky. Jared never, never paid for never. weed. Never paid for weed. Never. It would always be me and Aaron bringing over some weed. And I, got, we just, I was spoiled. You, you were spoiled, right? I'm trying to tell you, when I came home, <laughs> it was there. It was abundance of it. It was multiple people. I literally just sat down. And then because I was my sister's brother, I was like, well, it I'm wasn't your fault. No. It wasn't your fault. Oh, they used to buy it. Man, and basically, we sitting there and just like, bro. <laughs> I'm tired about weed. You seen this nigga mumble girl about weed ever? It, it occurred to me. Hmm. It he had fallen upon me that you 
had never bought weed. So it was never. like, fuck it, we gonna get this nigga to put in this time. <laughs> so me and Aaron, we both acted like we was broke. <laughs> I remember that. We both acted like we was broke. It was just like, shit, we only got so much, bro. So yeah, we gonna need you to kick in this time. He was just like, I remember like it was yesterday. I remember y'all asked. Uh, no us, nigga. You know what the fuck we looking for, nigga. You know what the fuck we need. He was just like, nigga, I, I got play- twenty. <laughs> I was playing stingy, you, and I didn't want to hand over that twenty. You didn't even want to hand that I twenty. Over. I don't know why I was like that. Just <laughs> I apologize. I apologize, my Anders. Aaron. I'm sorry if you're listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> I ain't know the bet. I was a rookie. Man, it's okay, bro. Oh, God. You you were clearly spoiled at the house. I was. My sister spoiled me, bro. That's the only thing I can say. Man, but but that's how you knew it was a good night if Aaron was passed out on the floor. Aaron was passed on the floor. Oh yeah, it would always be like me holding a blast with you and yeah. Rick. Yeah. It was always be us three just sitting there holding a blast. Ricky would always beat me. Yeah. He would always beat me. And shit. It depends the night with you. Some nights you be sleep, some nights you'll win. It all depended. It all it depended. Really did. It was good times, man. But good times. It was every I swear, bro. I thought like it was like every day. I remember I remember the night when Lola and Hannah came over. Yeah. And I was literally too hot to Too hot. Too hot. I couldn't move, man. So the story you could barely about, walks. Couldn't could barely you could walk. walk. <laughs> like who gets so high they couldn't walk you had you had broken your limit <laughs> i broke the ceiling and then i kept going that's how high going. i was and but so with that night what was just me and you that smoked so mm. so i was i was smoking just to just to get away at that just point at that point yeah so Story behind my ex. Me and my ex kind of had a tumultuous relationship. Mm, with a capital T. Yeah, so there was a lot of arguments that I didn't start. Uh, there was a lot of backhanded compliments. And a lot of you were... I'm like, I'm trying, man. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? But, oh no, It didn't end well. And basically... She was rough. It's all good, though. Life goes on, man. Life goes on. Live and learn. You live and you learn. She lives and you learn. But life's good now, man. Life's good now. Life's definitely good. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. It's the journey. Because, I mean, you all got to go through every pitfall. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every, Every kind of relationship has its its moment where you just kind of have to decide left or right you left know what right. I'm saying yeah. if you're gonna hop on or hop off hop you on. know what I'm you gonna ride the train or not cause you know at the end of the day it's not every day you find a good spouse you know what I mean it's it not time. every day it takes time it takes time sometimes you gotta develop yourself a little bit. Man, at that age, you're not really developing the way so. No. I was, what, 18? Yeah, man. I wasn't even thinking that, about that, man. You didn't know nothing 18. I didn't know nothing. I remember how it was, like, early 20s. I feel that's kind of, like, the hardest stage. 
the early 20s man my early 20s man were hard yeah mm-hmm. hard man yeah. especially you know going through what i went through we ain't gonna talk about it but yeah, we yeah. we already know what i had to go through in my early ages early stages and i i'm thankful for that time actually a lot of people think like damn i'm just like no man i'm actually thankful for that yeah. time like i'm so more prepared now than yeah. most of my peers it's not even funny you yeah. know what i mean so like i get life a little bit better i understand like the bigger picture yep. struggles make you you know what i mean they definitely make you yeah. sharpens your iron yeah let you know what's your limit you know because you think you know your limit i think we all think we know our limit but you don't know your limit you don't man you really honestly you really don't I mean, think about a time you had to push past your limit. It's always rough, man. Yeah. I see that if age, you just, I mean, you just trying to figure stuff out. And you just kind of going through life. You know what I'm saying? Wondering. Guessing. Almost. Guessing, yeah, guessing. Trying to put it together. Trying yeah. to put a plan together. But I think what it is, is I don't really think it's the smartest ones that get it in the end. I think it's the ones who are more willing to adapt to their new environments. Mm-hmm. Ones more willing to push the envelope of where they are, even, you know. I totally agree. And the ones that's even willing to, you know, just even step out there on faith, yeah. man. And you got to. The I main mean, thing you do. Shoot, I heard about this story about this one famous barber in um, L.A. right now. Mm-hmm. He cuts hair for, like, all the NBA stars, all the celebrities. But, like, he started off in his car, my man. Like, he drove his car to L.A. to start cutting hair. Had to sell his car mm-hmm. in L.A. And now look where he's at now. Now look at him, man. Process, man. It's all about the process yeah. and the dream. I kind of have process process myself. Like early twenties, I mean, wait for the the business to get back up and stuff, and just working his third job trying to get by. And now I'm starting to, you know, get back to where I need it. But it took time. It yeah. took patience. So, Definitely, man. And that patience is necessary and it's needed. Just mm-hmm. kind of get to it and stick stick with it. Well, you already know. As told by Drew, is always glad to you know promote your business since you know you always look out for us and you know you make sure we're taken care of over here on this side so we really appreciate you here man so always know you got a plug with us but in other news man I'm gonna go ahead and spin you another track guys I hope you like it Yeah.
Like construction on the land Keep our foundation solid as I can And never must take a house or home again Cause I need love And I need trust And not just a fish pool I need an ocean view like surf's up Assistant, bro. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I swear to God, both of the sisters was fine as hell. <laughs> I find it, bro. You wild, but I mean, I'm trying to tell you. Hey, if they was fine, it was fine. I mean, shit. Ten out of ten. Ooh. <laughs> Shoot, I still remember my first ex. I remember when I was in high school, I had an ex. Shit, I can't call her by her real name. So I gotta use an alias. I'm just. I'm gonna call her Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Candy. Yeah. With a K. With a K. Yeah. Make it more uh, exotic. Let's just yeah. boost it up a little bit. Make, make, it, make it more exotic. <laughs> yeah. Bring it, bring it out a bit. <laughs> but. Basically, we met on like some like movie romance shit, like teen love, like <laughs> kitty shit. Like it was real cute. So basically, like the neighborhood guys would call me down, right, to come play like neighborhood games with them and shit. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that the only reason I was down there was basically so that she could kind of cat called me from the sideline a little bit mm. and shit and you know I, I ain't really pay her no mind you know cause you know 
I'm Jalil Franks. I don't yeah. really be paying no mind to shit, to be real. Jalil be chillin'. Jalil Franks really be chillin'. If you know Jalil Franks, Jalil Franks be chillin'. And basically, like, you know, she just started getting closer and closer to me, you know. We started riding the bus together, you know what I'm saying? So, the whole time, I thought I was the player, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thought I was the, the, the you know, the hunter, you know. <laughs> I thought... I thought I was Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Whole time, nigga. I was Bugs Bunny, bitch. Look <laughs> you, Daffy Duck. Daffy mother. That's clueless, nigga. That's clueless. I was <laughs> Daffy fucking That's Duck. Nigga. Clueless, I, was, I was that clueless. All the niggas knew but me. Yeah. All, all the niggas knew but me. And, you know, it was cool, man. And so I remember, like, when we actually, like, started getting close and people started to notice a little bit because we didn't make anything like official we were just you know we talking then eventually we started texting on the low because ain't really know too much and then you know one day i was just walking up the street walking home and she wanted to walk with me and then you know all the niggas shout out to the salem woods niggas shout out to the shout out to salem woods Always up to no good, Salem Woods. Always up to no good. Why used to love coming to your house and go walk around Salem Woods? Man, I'm telling you, Salem Woods was lit. Yeah, good times. Be chilling with my niggas. How, how, uh, how, um, how that nigga, uh, shit. How that nigga Rick Ross be saying, chilling with my niggas. (laughs) I'm chilling with my niggas. Oh, what a good time. Yeah, man. There's always something going on going to Salem Woods. Hell yeah. But that relationship was good, man. It it was fun. It it felt like being in like a little Hollywood relationship. Mm-hmm. It even ended dramatically too. Right. But you know, it is what it is. You know, life goes on. Life goes on. I'm still cool with most of my exes. Most of my exes were still cool. I think I only have like one ex that I just don't talk to. Same. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's just. It's just better if we don't. Probably best. I probably just, best for both. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so be I best. Think. But it's still love with that one too. Yeah. It's still love there, but you know, we just don't talk. It's yeah. probably best for for you for both of y'all. Yeah. What about you, man? See, my first relationship in high school—that's almost like probably like my first first relationship, but kind of like my first, I guess, kitty heartbreak or whatever. Oh. But like I said, it is what it is. You know, but one thing I can say I learned from that relationship to this day I still keep to it. I know you brought with your little Jerry, you bullshit, but your little if I'm lying, I'm flying. Okay. <laughs> Back in the day, she told me if I ever went to Ethiopia, the women there would love me. <laughs> ever since then, if everything goes goes south, I always go to Ethiopia. I find somebody because <laughs> it, it was confirmed that day, Jaleel. That if I go to Ethiopia, I'm good. He good. Some way, shape, form, I'm good. She said the women's there would love me. Hey, nigga. I was like, hmm. I'm good, baby. I'm good, baby. Nigga, I'm good. <laughs> to this day, you little I'm friend. straight, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I was like my last resort. It all goes wrong. Hey, shit, if anything go left, nigga, Ethiopia, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming back to the motherland. Come <laughs> to the motherland. <laughs> I'm starting new. <laughs> me in the motherland, baby boy. Me in the motherland. Me I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> All right, man. But so let me kind of talk about what I learned a little bit, I guess.
this and just I would say the thing that I learned the most was patience and learning that you kind of got to step out there man you can't just think you're going to live in your bubble and just have somebody just come into your bubble mm-hmm. and think that shit's just going to ride and work it's not man it's a collaborative effort and you really got to take the other person consideration you really do man you really got to honestly put forth the effort, the effort to yeah. to try to be there for them you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because you know i've seen situations where people haven't basically been there for their spouse and mm-hmm. i've seen situations where basically a spouse has been there on their own you know and in all those situations i've always have tried to be the one to just kind of always bring that question into the forefront well have you been the best spouse you know right have you done the most you know i always ask them like you're telling me about them what could you have done more what could you have done more in the relationship Mm -hmm. and it's always some you know convoluted well i did this and i did that and i did this and i get it from guys too so don't think i'm just don't don't ever think just because i use a girl's voice i'm just talking about girls Mm -hmm. niggas niggas talk like this too niggas talk exactly like this well she our man bro uh Motherfucker, uh, exactly like, exactly. oh, yes, I know y'all know a nigga that sound exactly like that. I know you do, but always make sure that you know you watering your grass first. Yeah, you know, always make sure you watering your grass first. Make sure you're practicing patience. Make sure you're also understanding that you know it's not, you know, one bubble coming into another, you know, it's yeah. it's two bubbles. Coming, coming together one. like yeah. butt cheeks, man. Yeah. Gotta come together like butt cheeks. <laughs> to make it work. And, you know, I think we all could do better. I think we all could do better. Yeah. You, 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 could, you could agree. Always been, always been for you know, on both sides. On both sides, yeah. And for men, I think what that is is responsibility. And for women, I think in some portions it's accountability not all the time not all the time and for men it's not that either it's not all the time either with responsibility oh, yeah but i think those are the two crooks that i think both sexes have the biggest e- issue with from what i can see just from a outside perspective just watching objectively you know mm-hmm. i don't think we do that enough i don't Do you think or what do you see from your perspective as far as like I just feel like relationships and just how we communicate how we interact is all different from back in the days I mean it's just to me there's so many distractions it's not how it was back in the day where you can actually meet somebody and like somebody I mean now you can get on social media and you got a whole list of people Facts. everybody's in your dm it's like, <laughs> there's no how do you how can you pick the real from the list of people you got in your inbox right swipe left swipe, swipe left, left swipe right i mean it's, it's just like, that that's simple. too easy bro it's too easy it's too easy and you know when you find somebody and that person is meant for you I man you got work for it and you just got a whole list of people i mean it's hard to it's hard to hard pick to find, man. yeah so i mean 
So I definitely see that recycle culture where it's just yeah. like, oh, well, this didn't work out. I'm going to just try something else. Try something I, I've been, and I hear both sides of the fence on that a lot. You know what I mean? Like as far as, you know, guys saying, oh, well, she ain't going to hold me down. I'm going to just go do me, you know, or girls will be like, well, he couldn't take care of the household. So I'm going to just go take care of my own house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, we can all definitely go and do our own things respectively, as long as we still do them respectively. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's all about respect. How you do it. How you. It's all about respect. How you handle it. Because I'm telling you, man. Um, some some relationships probably could have ended on way better notes, had people just been respectful to each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, I would say for me, as far as my exes go, like I don't really know one that really hates me i know i know one that kind of we just don't talk oh yeah we just don't talk Mm -hmm. and it's probably for the better that we don't talk (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, for sure i I think we can all agree on that yeah but at the end of the day i know the last time i talked to this that person it was still all love Mm mm-hmm like they even drove me home. Like it was, it was all love. All love, yeah. It was all love. I can kind of say that about. I'm kind of the same way. I mean, if I see you, any of my exes, I mean, it would be no hard feelings. There'd be nothing. I mean, what that I can honestly say. You know, and just to let y'all know, I drive, man. I drive. <laughs> 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 car. He does I've, drive. I've been telling y'all a lot of stories from the past, man. I do have a. I do drive a vehicle. Man. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know that. <laughs> but. We just kind of, I don't know, man. I think, I think we as men could do better yeah. across the board. Don't you think, you think yeah, so? I agree. I think um, we leave our women with too much to be desired. And the behavior, God, I've actually like, I've had some real good conversations with a lot of women. In my day, not 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 not. I'm saying I'm out here just talking to women, but like I, I actually sit down to have conversations, yeah. conversations, because a lot of you niggas, y'all just roll up on a female and y'all just li- y'all play listen. Like I actually listen, and I'm right. and I actually hear them out, and then I hear them, and then I see it in action, and mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, we can definitely give off creeper vibes, guys. Like, yeah. Learning how to approach is respectfully, yeah, is key. You can't be too aggressive, man. We'll throw off whatever you're trying to do. Facts. Like I saw this one video the other day online where like this guy he rolled up on this table of girls at this like sit down bar. You kind of know like downtown area yeah, yeah, yeah. seating where like you you can still walk past a motherfucker mm-hmm. and shit. Like a hobo could reach out and touch you while you eating your frog wine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And you know, he walked up on this this little this lady, you know, and she wasn't feeling his rap, you know what I'm saying? I definitely sound like I'm from the eighties, but she wasn't feeling his rap, you know what I'm saying? You know, and she told him to basically move along, sir. I mean he was kinda being disrespectful, so she wasn't being the nicest either. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Justified. Justified. So 
he was he started shooting. Like he went to the trunk, Whoa. got his gun, and started shooting down the street. And these ladies are literally on camera, like scurry. Bro, I saw it like this week on Dang. on Instagram. I think it was like one of them TikTok videos. But like, about that. like women women really be out here scared for their lives, wow, yeah. bro. Like, and I really feel for them, like a lot. Like, that's why, like, I always tell guys, like, man, watch how you approach, how you approach, and how you it's listen. Everything. It's everything, yeah. man. Like, it could shut you down from a woman mm-hmm. completely. Not first impression, not first. Initial reaction is everything. Exactly, man. And we just got to be cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. And women, I'll definitely say this. You are not, no way, shape, form, or fashion, or you should or feel like you have to talk to us or you have to give us your number. Yeah, you should. You're not obligated to any of that. You're not obligated to any of our time. We're not obligated to any of your time whatsoever. I just want to let that be known. But being said as well, you know, if the rejection is is respectful, you know. Go on, watch away. Keep, we've keep all, going, we've keep all going. been rejected. You know what I'm <laughs> we've all been rejected, you know. We've all been rejected. I think that kind of comes out when the, I mean, Back in the days when we used to kind of go out, when all got party days downtown, man, you'd be out dancing, you ain't you know getting the groove, trying to dance with a girl, but she rejects you, you back up and keep it moving. You keep it moving. Yeah, you keep it moving. You definitely just keep, keep it, it moving. moving because, because I remember when we used to go downtown do you all remember, the time. <laughs> oh my god, do you remember the first time we went downtown? Yes. What was that? Uh, started with a Z. Ziggy's. Ziggy's. <laughs> the phone oh party. Oh my god. I be. <laughs> And you want to know something crazy? I've what? been thinking about the name Ziggy's, Ziggy's. for like months now, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't get it off Ziggy's. the tip of my tongue. Did you I know what I'm saying? Open? No, it's called the Ramcat now. Huh? It's called the Ramcat. The Ramcat? Yeah, it's spelled R A M K A T. I don't know if it's a. Yeah, I don't know if it's a. It's a little fancy. <laughs> they do what they can. I don't know if it's affiliated with the school or not, but it's pretty cool though. Oh, so you've been there? Um, I've been, we've been there. I've been there for like a reggae night before mm. when it was Ziggy's. Mm. Know, I don't know. I've never been to the, the, the Ramcat. Mm. Hey, if anybody remembers like those reggae nights at Ziggy's, please email me with your stories. <laughs> I want to be able to tell y'all confessionals because reggae night <laughs> at Ziggy's was wild. And I need everybody's like Please reggae input, night Please. stories, and I want to read them out loud. So that'll be hilarious. And I'll I'll make sure I alias your name, but definitely I I want to speak to y'all about y'all Ziggy's nights. Matter of fact, give me y'all club confessionals. Yeah. Email me y'all club confessionals. I've been a damn good segment. Find me at what's my at name, man. I'm at Drew dot underscore man. Send me those. And if you made it this far into this episode. You definitely love me, and mm-hmm. you definitely like listening to us talk, because we definitely like talking to y'all. For sure. But back to the Ramcat, my nigga. So, the first night we were downtown, we went to Ziggy's, and we went to what, that phone party? I still have the pictures from that phone party. I think I did too. That was, that was, that was literally my first club 
scene, what it, I literally like, all that was first me. I mean, I did like it yesterday. Do you remember the dude we met that just got out of jail that day? <laughs> we had yeah. just met that dude that got out of jail. Yep. So. He was living his best life that night. Bruh, we definitely made sure that man had a good night that night, man. So, I'll tell y'all the story. Since, you know, I kind of remember it a little bit well. So, basically, what ended up happening was... Me, Cheese, and Jared. <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to have Cheese on so he can tell some stories <laughs> yeah. one day. I'm telling you, you y'all going to love Cheese. For those who know Cheese, basically Cheese is like our third wheel brother. He's not a third wheel, but he's basically the... The third stooge. <laughs> he's our third stooge, basically. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, it's me, Cheese, and Jared. We all go downtown, right? Cheese buys beers at the convenience store. This is broad day too. Right. <laughs> I just want to. <coughs> we're doing this. The sun this. ain't fully gone down yet. The sun has not gone down yet, and we're just walking around downtown with literally what a case full of beer, and we just drinking. No cares in the world. No cares in the world. Just getting drunk and walking. I think we may have had a spliff on us. I don't remember if we did Maybe. or not. It's a possibility. It's a possibility it was me and you. You know, I think about it. There's a high possibility that we did that, to be honest with you. We probably smoked in the car. Or smoked before we went down there. Yeah, because I don't think we were in the white truck at the time. I think we were in the red truck. The red truck. truck. Yeah, we could smoke in the red truck, but we couldn't smoke out the red truck. Yeah. We could smoke in the red truck. We just couldn't smoke Outside. out the red truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we just couldn't, like, high box that motherfucker. No. Yeah. Yeah, we were just walking around town with like a case of beer, just drinking the three of us, waiting for it to get dark. <laughs> and we met this dude, just got out of jail, literally. Fresh out the pen. Fresh out the pen. Just walked up on his axe for us for a little change. You know, we did, gave him a couple beers, you know. And then Cheese, the friendliest of the brothers. <laughs> 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 For sure. This motherfucker here. He basically damn invites the nigga to come chill with us and shit and tell, and tell us his story. So apparently he got locked up because him and his girl had got into it at the time. And basically he had already had some other charges on him. Mm. So they had got him for that. And once they got him for that, they had him downtown for a couple months. Just like that. Just like that. That's all to it. So basically, he was just basically chilling with us, walking around with us, singing, bro. He he had songs that he wrote in jail and shit. Oh, yeah. him, him and Cheese was singing to each other and, and shit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was just walking. I was too. I was too fucked was up to keep near up. The fountain or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We was over there near the fountain and shit. Always a good hangout spot. The fountain. Mm -hmm. Definitely. If. You're looking for a good place for prom pictures. Near the fountain is a great place to be. Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking to propose during downtown, they actually light those fountains up. So, if you're looking for somewhere romantic to propose, niggas, <laughs> that's your spot. That's it. <laughs> <coughs> How I know? I've seen three niggas get married at that exact same spot. I don't see niggas leave the courthouse and go take their pictures right there. 
It's a good spot. It's all around it's a, a good spot. spot. Good spot. Definitely a good spot. So it's the three of us now. And then we have now our fourth. And we basically run into this group of white women. I know what all y'all thinking. I know what all y'all thinking right now. Yeah, I know what y'all thinking. <laughs> oh, you about to go get some white women. No, no, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. We didn't get no white women. <laughs> they chase other white women. That's what they do. Niggas. Yeah. <laughs> they always chasing white women. No, we wasn't chasing white women. No, we were not chasing white women. I can guarantee you. But cheesing this nigga was serenading white well, women. Yeah. <laughs> they were serenading white women. Right. <laughs> now we speaking for ourselves now. No. I ain't gonna lie, they got me just drunk enough. I was feeling in the melody and shit, you know? It was a three part harmony. I was involved. <laughs> it was me too. Uh. We sounded good, alright? We sounded good. And then. So basically, from there. Uh, what ended up happening was like we ended up chilling with them. They ended up taking some pictures with us, and we ended up following each other on like social media. And I think yeah. I still follow a couple of I them. Think I do too. Um, shout out to y'all if y'all follow the podcast. Yeah. Because if y'all do, y'all are troopers. I didn't know y'all still my friends to be honest. All right, we're dedicated. But basically, after that, they invited us to like this party downtown that they were going to. I'm thinking like, shit, we better go party with some white women you know i ain't never did that in my life at this time and point like i mean i went to west and i party with white girls but i've never started fresh with, party stage yeah you know fresh I, out high school like i ain't party with white women white women right, you know what right. i'm saying this was new to me this is a new game this is a new lane uh, so basically this dude who's with us now is getting dark, so he realized he need to go home. So he split. He get a couple bucks off us. We ain't give a damn. We was we was balling that night apparently. Clearly balling. Right. <laughs> we was catting like hell. And basically, we ended up going down to this phone party, drunk as fuck. As is. Yep. We had just left what? What was our bar at the time that we always went to? It was called um. They changed the name. They changed the name to something new now. And it's whack because they serve yeah, dinner. Whack. They serve dinner? They serve dinner now, bro. Wait, so they don't got the little dance area in the back mm, no more? I don't know if that's a dance area or not no more, bro. I haven't even went in, bro. Apparently, you need a reservation now. And a smaller dancing area? <laughs> a reservation? Shit. But Shit. if somebody's got the 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 clues of what I'm talking about. It's literally at the very end of Trade Street, right next to the big big open field. It used to be a dope ass bar. Same road as a, a subway spot. Uh, the Jersey subway Mike. and the CVS and yeah. the, and the crab spot and the seafood yeah, yeah. crab spot. I remember yeah. Jersey, uh, Jersey Michael something was right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. same side of the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Cause I think Tate Street Bar was right there. Yeah. Was right next to it or mm-hmm. close down the street, but y'all know the name. Y'all know yeah, the bar yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Talking if you from Winston, you know exactly you know. which motherfucking bar I'm talking about. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you from Winston, say ho if you know what the fuck uh, Sugar Bears is. Say ho. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody been in Sugar Bars. Everybody been in Sugar Bars. Uh, 
was stupid. Shit, I remember when we went to Sugar Bears the first time. That was fun. Mm-hmm. We were gonna... downtown, faithfully. I got a free lap dance that night. So did. I did. So I did. did. I knew the girl, though. We went to middle school together. And we actually, like, used to talk a little bit. Hmm. So, it was kind of awkward for me. Yeah. Like, but here's the who thing. I guess you would have got there? I mean. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> Two different paths. <laughs> Two different total paths. But she's a sweetheart. Like, for real. She's a really good, mm. sweethearted person. I don't know about now, but back in the day, she back was nice. Back in the day. She was nice back in the mm. day, at least. But. That was a good night. That was a good night. That was the first time I saw cocaine. I didn't really? do it. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do not a damn what bit night? of cocaine. When we went to Sugar Bears the first night. Mm. Yeah. I don't remember that shit. I, you, you didn't because it was on the table behind us. And you wasn't oh. looking at the table behind oh, us. Okay. I was looking at my whole surroundings. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I must have been slipping or something. Yeah, I saw two niggas. I saw literally like two niggas like with like cocaine on the table and one nigga just put his finger in there and shit. I wanna do that. Yeah, I was just like, this is a new go for me. <laughs> me. For do me we ever go back? Uh, they're closed now. Mm. They close it all the way down. They close it all the way down. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But good times though. Well, we had good times back in those days. Or maybe we just go to uh, we just go downtown the ABC store be closed. Maybe we just go to the gas station and get a couple bootleggers. That's all you need. Listen. That's all you need. I don't know what anybody know about like making like weird concoctions, but cheese. Before we used to go downtown, every time we used to go, I'm just like, this shit finna suck, but we about to do it anyway. It's gonna taste like cough syrup. Mm-hmm. But by the time we get downtown, we're gonna be drunk as a skunk. Drunk as hell. So this nigga cheese. Used to mix a bootlegger, like a Lamarita or whatever flavor that matches it. Even if it was peach, you'll find like some peach flavored shit. Yeah, find some. And like one of them like sunrise. I don't. I don't know. Some kids or something. Yeah. It, it was something some. alcoholic malt liquor, and basically we just get like mix it all in the cup with some ice, bro. And just drive downtown and pray to God we made it. <laughs> <laughs> and we make it every time. I mean, we cheese, got cheese with a chemist with the alcohol. Yeah, we we, we be just just, just enough. Just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we make it down there. Then you know we always just sit by the car and drink some more before we actually went out. Mm-hmm. We definitely do that. Yeah. And then uh, what will we do? Basically, at that point in time, what we would do is... You were in the hot dog stand? Hmm? The hot dog stand? Bruh. <laughs> the best, the best hot dogs. <laughs> Hold downtown Winston. Bruh. Shout out to him, wherever he's at. Bruh, wherever he's at. The best wherever hot dogs at. in town. After we would eventually get sloshed and lead the club, more than likely. Get a hot dog. Get a hot dog. Get a hot dog. But when I used to get down there, man... Be so drunk, could barely walk to the club. Get in there, show him my ID. Barely good enough. <laughs> and then I just post up on the wall for five minutes, just trying to get my bearings. Cause trying to get together, trying to gain your balance. Cause nine times out of ten, me and you just smoked two before we even got in the car. Mm-hmm. Then Cheese made a concoction in the car. 
and then, right there on spot. And then while I'm on the wall trying to hold myself up real quick, this nigga is handing me two beers. Beers. Cheese kept he kept the beers coming. Cheese was definitely consistently. The party. He was consistent. He was the party. Yeah, I was very he was very consistent. Yeah, and then I definitely got to throw it around every now and again just to keep it honest and shit. <laughs> keep it real. Because I did not want this man spending all that money. Mm. For real. Because he'll do it. He'll do it. Jesus is a good friend. Jesus he'll is one of those it. friends that will definitely ball out for his boys. Yeah, he wants everybody to have a good time. He wants everybody to have a good time. So whenever you hanging out with Cheese, man, know you're going to have a good time. Uh, yeah. Just know you're going to have a great time, man. But honestly, during that time period, man, it just honestly taught me a lot about, like... Being adventurous, bro, just stepping out of my own skin, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you really think about, like, all the people out there that says, you know, go out there and do it, you know? Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, right. You really, you you can do it. No, those, those people are not, like, you know, just some commercial, like... No, my nigga. If you really want to like step out of your comfort zone and mm-hmm. do something new, go do it. You can do it, yeah. Cause let's be honest here. Like me and Jared, when we first kind of like got out of high school, we weren't like out in the town and shit. We weren't doing that shit, you know. Me personally, I think when I first got out, I think I had just found drugs. I just started finding. Well, I didn't find drugs. I found weed. I found weed. That's what I found. Yeah, we never gonna hide. <clears throat> Nah, and basically, I was in school, and this shit was going crazy, but I was maintaining this shit, you know what I'm saying? But all in all, it just taught me that, you know, at the end of the day, you just can't, you know, sit on your laurels, and you gotta go try new things, and get new experiences, and meet new people. Meet new people. Meet new people. Yep. Met a whole nigga that just got fresh out. You fresh know what out. I'm saying? Shout out to him. Shout out to him wherever he wherever is. Where we at? Hope that nigga's still out here. I swear God, I just about to say that. I was like, I hope he's not back in jail. For real, man. Because I damn sure know he ain't listening to the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> he damn sure listen to this podcast. <laughs> hey, my man, I really do hope you made it, man. I really uh, do. Shout out to you. So man, this was just our first session with my brother, mm-hmm. my dog, my nickel. That is me. My left hand. <laughs> my dog. My motherfucking <laughs> left hand. <laughs> Jared Monroe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just want to let you guys know, man, we're kind of wrapping up here and this is our final question for you guys today this is our question of the day so why do you think men and women miscommunicate so often do you think it's little things do you think it's big things or do you think we just value different things. Like where where do you think we miscommunicate, and why do you think that happens so often? I just feel like the scale between men and women. I just feel like it's 
there's an unbalance. I think it's just everything from the music, from what's normal, I'm just, everything, it just, it's off. So, I mean, that's my opinion. And to that, to there's a balance back between us, I feel there will always be some type of miscommunication or something, but there's everything that's normal with society. And I said the music, I think the music plays a big role in it. And I know for me, even with my daughter, I make sure when we're together or we're driving, she's listening to certain music. I don't let her listen to certain music. And I think I said music and what's normal society does play a big role in it. What's normal on TV, uh, reality shows, and what's what our kids and our people are watching. You know, they don't put a lot of positivity on what's trending. You know, when we grew up, we had, you know, Fresh Prince, we had a college show, we had something. Yeah, we had something. Yeah, there wasn't no. Steve, yeah, Steve Hart, we had something, but nowadays. No love in hip hop. Yeah, no. love in hip hop, ain't no love in that show. Yeah. But that's what we were watching. That's what uh-huh. we were programmed to watch. That's what's normal, that's what's hip. So, so it's, I mean, you said a lot of stuff wrong with it. So you think toxicity that's being taught in a nurturing manner mm-hmm. is the reason that's both normal. men and okay as normal is the reason why men and women alike are essentially just missing the boat you yeah. know and i can agree with that to some extent i just think also um to go along with that not not even to just say i don't get that i i actually want to piggyback on that and say i do think like some of the things we listen to and some of the things we watch can definitely have a role in our society and kind of how we see ourselves and, yeah. and what we think we are or what we're supposed to be and that's not the case I yeah, think I do think we, we are missing a lot of solid representation I think we got a lot of good representation too yeah. out there but I don't think you know a lot of the representation we have right now is always you know brought to us forthcomingly we always gotta go yeah, go find them a yeah, little not, bit you know popular. what I'm saying like, cause I don't know about you, man. I just never seen like those hip hop like show people or like mm-hmm. or like I'm, I'm I'm a name drop, but I mean this could be for anybody. Like I know a lot of grown ass men that look up to Young Boy. Do you have you heard about that shit? Like a lot of grown ass men that look up to Young mm-hmm. Boy. You know how old Young Boy is. Let me, let me just make sure I Google to make sure like I say this correctly to you. <laughs> like, young boy is. Let's look. Let's see here. This nigga was born in '99. Yeah, I tell you right now, it's got the '95 downhill. So, if I had to do the math, cause you know I ain't a math nigga. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got y'all GEDs <laughs> and shit, you know, and I, man, nah, I got my diploma. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> y'all really don't think I'm retarded, but I'm really not. I promise really y'all. Really not. I promise y'all, like, I'm smart. I'm smart. This nigga's 22. Mm. Nigga's 22. So, you a 28 year old nigga. 29. A 22 year old, you know what I'm saying? And that's your idol. 
So I definitely get the representation. But what I also think it is, is I think we all have defense mechanisms on right now. You know what I'm saying? I think we all are in a defensive mode, you know, basically, you know, guard my heart or guard my heart. You know what I'm saying? No new friends. No new friends. Everybody's Why no new everybody's friends? Everybody's cold Why no new friends? Y'all say y'all network, right? That's a new friend. That's a new friend. You yeah. might, you may say, oh, that's just my business associate. But look at other societal groups, you know? Not even just different race-based groups. Like, levels of economically, like... Mm-hmm. Somebody that they consider someone that they network with, yeah, they go to yacht parties with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They hang out socially with people that they network with. Why? Because those are their friends. Yeah, that's right. They're their friends. You know. So look at that. Stop being so defensive. Definitely open your heart to new people. Um, definitely be open to new opportunities and look at the whole rather than the minuscule minute things you may see I also see this a lot too we was talking about this earlier about that swipe left swipe left swipe left (laughs) swipe left swipe left swipe left swipe right Right, culture you know where we basically just got a list remember We just got a list of folks it's like well yeah you got a list of folks and what you're pointing out is Oh, this one's only 95% perfect. Oh, mm-hmm. this one's only 92% perfect. Right. Oh, this one's 87% perfect. Right. Basically, you're like a nigga. <clears throat> I'm going to take an, I'm going to go into an analogy for you guys. Imagine you're basically like in a car lot right now. You at a used car lot. Cuz let's be all honest here, man. Every nigga and every woman, because I don't know, I don't, I ain't about to say the B word. This is my show. Right. I ain't gonna call nobody that on my show. Other people might do that, but I ain't gonna do it. But basically, think of all of us are used cars. You out here, a used car. Someone else is out here, a used car. And then you putting yourself on these websites and these apps. You're now on a car listing. You're now a car. And basically, people are trying to choose if they want a Chevy, a Ford, if they want a convertible with the top. You know, it's on there, you know. So, you got to think about it that way. And you got to look at it this way, too. Like, understand that when you're out here looking for used cars, sometimes the car that don't look the best for you mm-hmm. might be the best for you. Because mm-hmm. you may want a foreign. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Do you got money to maintain a foreign? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Knowing damn well you got Honda <laughs> money at best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
but man, you got <laughs> and you got bus fare money, nigga, and now. you wanna and you wanna form. You, you wanna gotta be on. You gotta be realistic. Real with yourself, yeah. Realistic with your stance. That goes both ways. That goes both ways. Like, like, ladies, you can't be out here trying to subdue this this baller man, baller man, mm-hmm. big shot caller. When you are not right within first, baby. Because I promise you, if you was right within, you wouldn't need that big shot, man. True. Harold, mechanic down the street, probably look just as good as that man. Mm-hmm. Make a little less, but he honest. Yeah. He good. And he treats you right. And you know he treats you right. Because his last girlfriend, you had a conversation with her. And she said the only reason she broke up with him because... Harold just ain't have enough time. Harold working. Harold working. Harold working. Mm-hmm. But you know what Baller Man doing? He's slinging that that rock right there. You know what I'm saying? He got that fentanyl in his pocket. You know what I'm saying? He making kills. Making it. He making it hand over mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. fist. You don't even you're not even working right now. Cause he, he basically told you, take the day off. I'll pay for it. How many girls done heard that line? Take the day off. I'll pay you for it. I know you can heard that shit. And guess what? Now you don't lost your job now, you just hanging out with the dope boy because he paid for everything. When in actuality you would have just not tried to go buy that form. You just went and got your Honda Civic. Me in this predicament. So, in one word I can say, sometimes we try to bite off more than we can truly yeah. chew. And that can be harmful, man. And sometimes... Some of us out here with bad breaks. <laughs> Some of us out here with transmission, transmission slipping a little, little slipping bit. Slipping a little off. <laughs> <laughs> Not running too good. You know. Some of the car, the car been in a couple accidents. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> Who has got accident? But you know, at the end of the day, man, it's just about being you and doing you and making sure that you're being honest clean vehicle that tries their best every day we can be used you mm-hmm. can still have your accidents yeah and your transmission can slip but as long as you honest about all your business and who you are as a person be you be you man slip on transmission slip on go on baby keep on tugging cause at the end of the day we are still proud of you. Mm-hmm. And as always, on As Told by Drew, I actually got two quotes for you today, guys. So I got two things for you guys to take home after chilling with me and Monroe here today. So the first quote comes from Erica Young. Everyone has talent. What is rare is the courage to follow the talent to the dark place where it leads. 
So always remember, man, everybody on this planet has talent. Make sure that you can follow it and be there with your talent and nurture it. Because even when you are in your darkest moments, your talent will always bring you to the forefront. So always look after yourselves and always make sure you let your talents lead you. And the second quote of the day comes from Henry David Throw. Most men lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the graves with the song still in them. The moral of the story with that quote is if you have something you want to do, if you have someone or some place that you want to be, be there. Show up. Go do that thing that you wanted to do. Go see that mountaintop. Go get that brand new degree. Go buy that Honda because your ass can't afford the form. But whatever you do, don't stop moving forward. And this was brother to brother, me kicking it with my man, Jared Munrizzi. Yes, sir. And this is your poem at end. His chest. Every day he wakes up, it hurts. The insatiable thriving of what lies beneath it leaves him miserable. Every day he wishes for the bumps to stop. But bump. Childlike smile waving many years ago, daughter. And the reality of the world has set in. And the music you play doesn't sound as sweet. And the pleasure feels numb. Ever since the bump. the way his song sounded to him and how he felt the vibes over his keys the chords and melodies he sung once conducted by his hands 
played over her skin. That song. You wanted to hear the music play just once more. Plays the song on his keys, yet still not as sweet. Plays the keys miles away from the street, still not as sweet. Unhinged by the idea of never being able to hear his masterpiece again, he falls to his knees. Unwoken by his own lyrics, he reached deep down within himself. Cause as deep as the words she sang Like the words she said before she went solo Drunken by madness Strucken with grief We find him At peace Tape recorder And cassette tapes No longer playing his keys no longer in pain. His words finally on repeat. He can finally hear it again. He hears his keys, his beautiful keys. He can finally hear his song again. But at what cost?